Welcome back to Cocktails and Colts. We're your hosts, Tyler and Jordan. It's Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. And we uh, meant to record together when Jordan was visiting me, but we never did. It's too distracted. We're watching all of the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Because Jordan had never seen them. Yes, thank you. I never watched most of them. So. And next is, what are we going to watch next? Saltburn. No, no <laughs> I couldn't even do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I know. Probably what, Lord of the Rings, I'm assuming? Probably Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then the Hunger Games. Then the Hunger, hung, hung, the, the Hunger Games. I can't talk. The Hummer Games. The Hummer Games. There's so many parodies to the Hunger Games. There's the Ooh. the Starving Games. Hmm. I think, and then there's like there's all these weird parodies to it. But... The Crying Games. Probably. No. We could watch Twilight. I'm kidding. Let's never do that. No, I'm going to make you do it now. Speaking of things you made me do, you made me watch Midsummer. Oh, that was so good, right? Which, speaking of cults, <laughs> very culty. It's not culty, it's pagan. It's pagan culty. That was a cult. I have to pretend my religion's not uh, a cult. I mean, it's not... It, just like anything in this world, anything can be perverted into a cult, regardless of whether or not religion's involved. But I think you should dress up like a bear for Halloween, and I'll put flowers all over me. Okay, I'm just not going into any barns. <laughs> I'm not, if I see any yellow triangles, I'm running. <laughs> I'm, nope. <laughs> It's so good. You'll you'll have to watch Lobster, the Lobster next time. Next time I'm with you because that's the only way. That's the only way I'm watching anything called Lobster or Perfume. That's a good one. If you're with me, we should just watch the Human Centipede at this point. I still, <laughs> I have yet to watch it, and I am okay with that in my life. So have I. I never watched it. We could do it and make it a drinking game. Scat stuff is just not my thing. No, it's not mine either. That and Roman Unless showers. it's like Scatman Crothers. Like, that's good scat. Music scat. There you go. And we just lost every listener. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when I opened my mouth, <laughs> oh, it's him. Run. Oh, it's the Jordan. And the this Jordan. is a. This is a Jordan episode. I made Jordan do research because I was researched out from doing lots of research. And Tyler's actually a dom. So. Oh, am I? Oh, yeah. You had the, the latex on and the, the whip. And I was like, you're was like, doing, are you researching? You have a mm -hmm. deadline. You have a deadline. I, but I researched perfect that is perfect um 
I did not. The goal put is my... to keep Victoria uh, to keep Tyler happy. Shit. <laughs> That's all right. Everyone does it. That's my middle name. Don't yeah. wear it out. <laughs> my camera follows me in my. Well, as long as you don't do this. I know. I'm not going to do it. I think you should do it. <sighs> oh. <laughs> There it is. We yeah. need an IT person. <laughs> I, sh- I, I, I just shouldn't use my uh, my iPad, I guess. But can you imagine? Well, I guess maybe you wouldn't ever really do the two thumbs up in any kind of professional setting. So maybe I guess that doesn't really happen to other Zoom calls. But good grief. You realize how Not much like you the- do it now. I do it all the time. Wasn't there another thing you did when we were on with Lee that did something weird? No, I think it just was doing the the weird face tracking. I thought you did something and it had like some sort of visual that happened. I'm afraid to try any other visuals. (laughs) You have to have your thumb out. Oh, sorry. There you go. I thought you knew Star Trek. I do. I'm going to make you watch that now, too. The movies? We should watch the movies, honestly. The show's better than the movies. Which show? All of them. Next Generation? Next Generation, I've watched the most. Deep Space Nine. That's probably the one I've watched watched second. Deep Space Nine. I've never watched Deep Space Nine or Voyager. They're good. You should watch them. Or, um... What was the one with that's uh, supposed to be set before the originals? Oh, what was his name? Scott Bakula was the was the captain. You know, I don't know names. I know. <laughs> I you know the, the guy with the thing. Um, maybe that was Voyager. Maybe that was Voyager. Because I... there's Deep Space Nine, Voyager. <gasps> Hello. Is it Milf Potato? No, it's behind you. <laughs> it Is it in the window? <laughs> yes. Oh, was it a cat or a dog? It was a dog. Oh, it's Oscar. He's <laughs> probably no, he's not at that window now. He's fine. Mm-hmm. I Hi, in here I thought Milf Potato would come upstairs or even Fiona. No. They're not allowed up does, here. Does Frankie yes they are? What they've been in there. Has Frankie ever come up to your room? Um, her poor little hips. Uh, no, so when Frankie. when Jeannie's dogs were here, the cats were up here, and Frankie was up here. That had to be tough. So Frankie had to her little I hips know. up here. She's the best dog, though. Let's be honest. She is the best dog. She... Who's the best? If you ever get a chance to meet Frankie, meet Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the best cat? Fiona. Fiona. I, that's a tough one, though. But Fiona is my buddy. She was my initial buddy. Yeah. She was like, you know what? I like the cut of your jib. And I said, thank you. She said that, huh? <laughs> she did. We did talked. She, She headbutted me. Yes, I got she, the Fiona headbutts. She headbutts everyone. 
or she'll keep your hands there. She'll headbutt your hand until you mm-hmm. pet her. It's so cute. Speaking of kittens or cats, um, the cat that we found, mm-hmm. uh, not a female cat, went to the oh. vet today. It's a male cat. <laughs> oh. So little, I mean, no bigger than my hand, but cute little thing. Very rambunctious. So I'm, nice and healthy. I'm going to name him Snow White. He's all black. <laughs> but okay. Snow White has black hair. You know what? You're right. I can't argue with that. That's mm-hmm. so logic. Perfect. No, they, uh, my little nephews named him Raven, apparently. That's uh, so Raven. Uh, does it have psychic abilities? We'll find out. We'll find out. But yeah, healthy. That's a little kitten is healthy. So you spend so much money on stray animals. Every <laughs> animal we have is a stray. Every single animal. <laughs> but that's you notice the way I like it. I it made me sad too on the way home. I went to you know I had to go to the pharmacy today, and on the way home on the side of the freeway, alive, like down in the by the tree line, there was a a long haired black cat just kind of traipsing about. Made me sad. You should have gotten it. Yeah, I, I thought about it, but I'm like, no, I don't think I could have walked down there with my ankle. Oh yeah, Jordan, <laughs> I would have fallen over. Jordan broke their ankle uh, taking pictures. I did. I did it for. I did it for you. Me and Shanna. Yeah. No, I didn't break it. It's just I. What, what do you? What do you, What's that word? Not sprained. You rolled know. it. I rolled it. So all the like all the bones in the middle of the foot are all sore still. Metatarsal, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> People came for occult and beers, and they're just getting talk about my ankle. Well, you know. You're welcome. You're very welcome. This is added value, folks. Added value. I should start putting like times of when we actually start talking about stuff. You know what? That's not a bad idea. And I don't mean that like to. <laughs> so like you're dedicated, you're dedicated fans who are going to listen to every second of every word that you say. They can, you know, they can do the whole thing. But any newcomers are like, you know what? Just give me the sandwich. I don't need, I don't need the appetizer. I don't need the aperitif. Talk about your they... crap at the end so I can go. Exactly. You know, but no, uh, I think um, it helps those of us too with um, ADHD when you put timestamps and whatnot. Speaking of which, um, I did not wear my Nikes. You did not wear your Nikes, which is probably a good thing because you're in your bed, you know, shoes in bed. Come on now. It's like I wearing wear socks to bed. I sometimes sleep in my shoes. How does that work? When I was living in the bus and it was really cold. Okay. That's different. You're in the cold. Okay. I understand that. But like in your, like in your bed currently in your sauna of a room. I actually have not had the heater on because it's been like in the fifties this week. It's been nice out. Yeah. But it is 70 degrees in my room. It's about 67 in mine. That's That's cold cold. for you though. That's cold for you. 70 is cold for you. I usually set it to 73. Mm-hmm. 
Did I lose you, your sound? I don't think I could hear you. Can't hear you. Jordan, where'd you go? I'm right here. Oh, now I hear you. What were you doing? That's weird. I were don't you know. I didn't touch. I didn't touch anything. Were you actually talking, or were you messing with me? No, I was talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sh it should be interesting to see what happens in the recording if people can hear me there. But um, what was I saying? No, uh, when leaving your after leaving your house and coming back to the cold tundra of Ohio, like I realized because the house here has got much colder than you keep your house. And I was like, wow, I'm cold all the time here. <laughs> it's such a weird uh, sensation. Especially when I turn the heater up in the basement. I know. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much as I thought it would. It felt nice. It was a dry heat. It was like 80 degrees down there. <laughs> Loved it. I, I got cold while we were watching a movie, so I turned the heat up. And then I never turned it back down, so it just kept going. <laughs> it just kept ramping up. That's fine. It was fun. It was worth it. I went to go wake Jordan up. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and but I was I... lying. But I was lying in bed with blankets on. So No, you, you did know. not have blankets on. Oh, I didn't. Mm -mm. Oh, I hope I had clothes on. You did. Ooh, whoops. <laughs> My bad. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's funny because Tyler and I talk all the time outside of the podcast. But when we start talking on the podcast is when we start talking about the most interesting things. Most of the time when I'm talking to Tyler offline. Or, you know, on Facebook Messenger or something. I'm just sitting here staring at Tyler. Like, Oh, yes. Because, I mean, you know, let's let's all take Tyler in for a second here. My goodness. Talk about an angel amongst demons. <laughs> I haven't and slept in like four days. <laughs> I know. Tonight's the night. You're going to sleep tonight. I'm confident. I look so bad. But every other time, I'm just like sitting here like googly-eyed. Just, just talking to Tyler and, 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 and very happy to be doing so. And now that we're on the pot, we're doing the podcast. It's like, just talking about everything else. <laughs> uh, I apologize, listeners. Yes, I'm just so cool. And we're cool together. We are Tyler cool together. We had a lot of fun. We did. And I'm coming back. We went to the gym. Did not work out. We lifted our beers. We did. <laughs> like the milk and cows. I love they that the bar is called the gym. The gym. I know. I like I like the I forget what the motto is on their shirt, but yeah, I like that. I thought about getting one. Yeah. Oh, they sell them. And they used yeah. to have a special that if you bought a drink and a shirt, it was like fifteen dollars for both. Oh nice. Let me tell you about deal. this drink. Uh, this drink they had there, speaking of cocktails, the hangover float. We are obsessed. Dear listeners. Dear listeners. Dear listener, I should say. And we uh, modified it, and it's even better. It's even better. So here you go. I know you're like, but this has nothing to do with the cult. And I'm sorry. But, but it's a cocktail. It's a cocktail. This is also cocktails. Uh, root beer schnapps. 
root beer, rum chata, put it into a cup. And what did we add? Ice. Oh, we added butterscotch schnapps. schnapps. Butterscotch schnapps. Yes, it added a nice layer of... And I'm not a... Complexity. I'm not a butterscotch person, but I really liked it with the butterscotch. I'm a butterscotch person. You know, it was almost like I made it... I am. Just call me Werther's original. It's it's almost as if we like made like a cream soda uh, hangover, you know, instead of using root beer. But um, delicious drink, delicious drink. Can just sip those all day long, eating the cheese curds. I wonder how many calories those are. Mm, let's not consider. <laughs> I'm sure rumchata is calorically. Uh, dense. Dense. So <laughs> it is a cream. root beer. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could modify it with like zero sugar root beer if you wanted to kind of I think it'd be m- too modify sweet. it a bit. But yeah, that could be a problem. That could definitely be a problem, making it too sweet. Um. Oh, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking a margarita sour. This is from the summertime. I notoriously keep beers cold in my fridge for a very long time I have but it's a from Corona. Brewing. do you oh it's about four years old in my fridge yeah don't do that this is from three ring brewing uh brewing in Asheville, north carolina Ooh. but it's it's a summer beer this is totally a summer beer but since i started my medication recently i thought oh, i better keep it light i don't want to you know mm-hmm. go <laughs> go heavy on on the uh medication that i'm now on so oh yeah i didn't even think about those plus i started the adhd medication too so i want some (laughs) how much you got i'm drinking gatorade heck yeah because my gastroparesis is acting up and i've been able to eat like one meal a day so I should not be drinking. <laughs> it sucks. We support our non-drinking listeners. You know what? Or, or those of us who, who can't imbibe in alcohol, put it that way. We support you. I also have some energy drinks, which is mimosa flavored. Yes. And, and dear listener, I took one for the team for dear Tyler and drank all the peach ones because she does not like the flavor of peach. The, the taste of the peach ones. I'm 100% so, allergic. So I did it. I thought they were tasty. I like the taste of peach. It's not that I don't like them. They make my stomach hurt. Exactly. Which, yeah, which totally fine. Also, found out today that uh, Tyler doesn't like bananas with any spots on them. Nope. And that's I, all I am is a spotted banana. I... <laughs> <laughs> did you wash that sweatshirt? I did wash. The, yes, 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 yes. I, <laughs> I did gonna, wash. I was going to say, Jake. you are a spotted banana. I am a spotted banana. Uh, the Yeah, I don't like bananas that have like a smell. So they have to be like almost not even ripe yet. Bananas. I even think, I, I feel like all bananas have a smell. Okay, not like a strong banana smell. Like Okay. Like banana bread is gross. Oh, I love what I had for breakfast. That's why we were talking about bananas because I had banana bread for breakfast. Oh, 
<laughs> oh goodness gracious! It's so good. Oh, we also got got sharks. Blow highs. Yep, we went went to IKEA. It was a good time. And I got those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just see like mm-hmm. little eyes. You can't even tell what they are. <laughs> just little eyes. We really gotta like get you a dedicated corner for all of all of your squishmallows. I have one. I just none. But like, such, I should say a, a usable, a usable squishmallow corner. <laughs> true. True. Is. All right, Jordan's nervous about this one, y'all. Which is why I'm rambling. Yes, because this is their first cult. Cult. Well. Outside of Amway, yeah, like this is and yeah. this is a this is a high profile cult. This is not, you, you know, like the the small time. Not that doesn't make sense, but it's a see. I'm nervous, and here we go. No, I mean it's it's a well known cult, not on like the level of uh, the Branch Davidian. Well, no, you know what? I guess it kind of is with David Crush and the Branch Davidians. Like it's right up there. It's Heaven's Gate. Woo! Woo! And honest to goodness, like as someone who grew up in the '90s and who remembers the Heaven's Gate uh, mass suicide, well, like it's something that kind of has always stuck with me because, like, the late '90s were kind of um, we had a lot going on in the late '90s. We had that in '97, and then in '99 we had Columbine, and I was going through puberty. And you were going through puberty. And that's the thing that was happening. But just a lot of world events going on in the, in the late 90s. You had the whole Bill Clinton impeachment trial and uh, the Olympics in 96 where there was a bombing in Atlanta. I did not like have was... sexual relations with that woman. Yes. And well, that depends on what the definition of is, is. That was a quotable quote from the trial too but just a lot going on and i remember i remember a lot of oj trial that was a little earlier the 90s were a very busy time i mean you had the branch davidians and waco that was 93 i think the standoff finally ended april 19th 93 94 you had the oj trials you had olympics you had heaven's gate like it was a busy time Mm-hmm. I'm sure we could look back at other times in history and be like, well, that was busy too. But uh, for some reason, it just kind of stands out to me, maybe because it was my late teens or something. I was more aware of it. And there was a lot of things that happened over by me, like close to home. I was going to say Heaven's Gate was in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? Not Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, not Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho something. Now I forget. <laughs> doing research on this for uh, the past however many days and i now forgot where it took place so well you know that's why you take notes i do have notes that's the funny thing but i didn't <laughs> put that in my notes and now i'm now i'm so like i'll well, we just look it up perfect thankfully we i got have the internet. internets internet we have internets i want a white bronco you know you should have a white Bronco. And then I want my license plate to say juice. The juice is loose. Rancho Santa Fe. There we go. 
See, I got Rancho Cucamonga stuck in my head. And when that happened, it replaced Rancho Santa Fe. Yeah. I think Rancho Santa Fe is closer to me than Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's just start at the beginning because I feel like that's the best place to start with them because they've actually, uh, Heaven's Gate was around. um, Their inception was early 70s. Like Heaven's Gate went the distance so to speak were they um, always called heaven's gate they were not always called heaven's gate that was only towards the very end when they okay. kind of at the time that um well i'll get i'll i'll get to that in a second uh let's start with who they were like who the main people were because there's a lot of interesting things going on here so the main guy uh his name was marshall applewhite jr his middle name was Herf, H-E-R-F-F. I know. Herf was his middle name. It was his father's middle name. Um, never have heard of Herf as a name for anybody, but that's what he went by mostly was Herf. So I promise you, I am not mispronouncing Herb. <laughs> it is Herf, H-E-R-F-F. That is such an ugly name. I'm sorry to anyone ugly. named Herf. <laughs> if there's any Herfs out there listening, first, please get in touch with us. How did you get that name? And secondly, yes, I am sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you have Marshall Herf Applewhite Jr. And the other founder uh, is Bonnie Lou Nettles. We don't talk, well, and I shouldn't say we, but like historically speaking, like at the end, she wasn't there. Bonnie actually had died in 1985, which was, it's kind of a point of contention uh, at that time, because how, well, I just have to explain it. Let's just go with it. But first, let's start with that. So Marshall is really kind of the, the catalyst here. He's not necessarily like, Bonnie was the one who introduced him to theosophy, which is going to kind of get us where we're going. But he's really the vehicle, so to speak. no pun intended, because that's what they call their bodies. They call their bodies vehicles. But he's going I'm to a very like, religious... Uh... Toyota what? Corolla. I said, you're, mine... not, you're not far off. Yeah, they, they call their vehicles bodies. Uh, bodies, vehicles. Good grief. Um, but yes, he was uh, raised in a religious family. His, his father was a uh, preacher. I think he was a pastor, actually, at a Presbyterian church. Um, Marshall, or Herf, as I shall call him, um, was actually pretty, he was going to be, he wanted to go into that too. He wanted to kind of want to follow his dad. Didn't really end up following his dad. And um, actually, once he graduated, he started, he got into opera. Ooh. Herf was actually an accomplished baritone who worked along people like Placido, uh, no, Placido Domingo. Like Good in the Domingo. opera. Like, yeah, like he had, he actually, you can find recordings of, Herf singing opera and he's actually really good did he make his followers listen to his no, opera by the he this is this is a person who wants to start such a holistic life change that i don't think any part of that old personality of his switched over because Herf is going to go through some stuff like Herf gets married, you know, your basic American story, right? Gets married, he works at a few colleges, he's teaching music theory, stuff like that. 
He's doing theater on the side. Yeah, uh, through his wife. Uh, I think they were her kids. They were her stepkids. Two and a half? Two and a half. No, uh, I don't remember now how many he had. I just meant the normal American family as two. I know you did. But he did have kids with his, um, I believe they were his wife's kids coming into the marriage. Um, They don't really play any kind of a role in the story. So I didn't really include them in my research because there's not there's not really anything there but um sort of like the late 60s here he's kind of starting to realize that he might be gay Hmm. so you, you kind of have this this rift forming inside of him um it gets to the point where you know he does end up uh separating from his wife um gets fired from his job some say he got fired because he was gay. It was a Catholic school he was working for in Alabama. The school says no, he quit for his mental health. But anyway, around that time, like I, from what, reports were conflicting. But some people say that he went to tell his family, his mom and dad, that he was gay. And it went about as well as you could expect uh, for something in the late 60s, which was poorly. Uh, and a lot of say that kind of led to his mental breakdown. Um, because at this point, like, there's a huge shift in his character from a person who is, you know, outgoing, fun, smart. Wait, so they were, they were shocked that their son in the opera was gay? I mean, it was the 60s, I guess. <laughs> but, um, right? But <laughs> gay art wasn't what it was now, back then. <laughs> But yeah, he's kind of going through a really rough time in his life. And it's kind of, people have noticed. People are kind of noticing that, like, something's really up with him. Like, he, you know, some say he, he suffered a mental breakdown. And he went from being this fun, charismatic guy, smart, witty, to just kind of out there. And had a crazy look in his eyes. And if you ever look at pictures of Marshall Applewhite, like, he always looked crazed. Um. I know you're going to, yeah. But he always looks like like he just sat on his balls, uh, for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> Ew. It's a face. And that's kind of what he looks like. Oh. And anything that you see people use in, of him online, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? He sat on his balls. They all look like that. They do. It's different and pictures, like, but they all look like <laughs> He always had that look. And, and it, so people don't really know what happened to him. Like what, you know, he said uh, there were reports that he went on a, a quest. And in that quest, uh, he was revealed the universe and everything, uh, the meaning of life, all that fun stuff on this quest. It's around that time, though, he meets Bonnie at a hospital. Some say he was in the hospital for health-related things for his heart. He said no, that this isn't true. But we know that he and Bonnie meet. Bonnie is a nurse. Um, And Bonnie, she herself was married. She had like four kids. She started getting into something called theosophy. And I have never heard of theosophy before. So I had to, I, I got a little snippet. So theosophy teaches that there is an ancient and secretive brotherhood of spiritual adepts known as the masters 
who, although found around the world, are centered in Tibet. These masters are allegedly, alleged by Blavatsky, uh, Helena Blavatsky is the co-founder of uh, Theosophy, to have cultivated great wisdom and supernatural powers. So Bonnie is kind of accepted into the Theosophy uh, do we even call it a religion? I don't know what I would call it, a sect. Um, and this is kind of how she and uh, her meet, and they kind of hit it off. Like, best buds immediately. Like, from what we know, their relationship was always platonic. It was never really uh, anything more than that, because, again, Herf is gay. Um, and that doesn't seem to be a euphemism or something he kept not hidden, necessarily, because one of the aspects of Heaven's Gate is that they eschewed their sexuality. Mm-hmm. That was a part of their body, their their vehicle. They didn't engage in any kind of sexual um, exploration whatsoever. Do you think that's because he felt shame for being gay? I have a feeling a lot of that had to do with that. Yes, I have a, I have a feeling a lot of... Um, interestingly enough, he went as far as getting uh, castrated. He and about... Seven or eight of the other men got castrated because they were still having wet dreams, which, as we know, we, you can't necessarily control what happens when you sleep. Um, and that was they actually kept track of people's wet dreams. Because, again, sexual, any kind of sexual feeling or any kind of <sighs> thought like that was completely out of the question, not a part of the group. It's one of the few cults that I can think of off the top of my head where there's no, you know, sexual promiscuity or anything like that going on. That's what I was about uh, to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. It's one of the few. Like I can't think of any other off the top of my head um, that I've done research on. I should say because you know there's a caveat because I'm not sure. But yeah, as far as we know, there was no sexual abuse in this cult of any kind. It was just completely off limits. No one did it. The leaders didn't do it. The members didn't. This is a small group. Um, at the end, there was 39. When Bonnie was alive, there was 40. That number fluctuated a little because there were members who would leave and then members who would come back. Um, but but I once they kind of... I could really it, see how people with sexual trauma in their life would want to join a group like that. Right, because this is so free of it. Mm-hmm. There's no... You don't have to put on airs about anything here. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's and yeah, I'm going to talk about that because I think that's one of the reasons why people found it appealing too. You're you're, you're spot on. Um, but yeah, so nothing going on in this group like that, and um, so he and Nettles, they kind of um, they start thinking that they are like heaven sent to be these vehicles and 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 their their beliefs they don't want to say they changed but at first it was more like in in the beginning when it was when it was just uh herf and nettles they they really kind of thought that they were going to be assassinated um they really thought that they were going to be these martyrs they were to go up into the spaceship anytime um and and of course that changes uh, quite a bit after um after bonnie dies because then it's like well wait we thought that she was an alien in a human vehicle, what's happening here, right? And spoiler alert, uh, 
Herfs just said that she had outgrown her human vehicle, and that's why she died. Mm -hmm. uh, but that she was up in heaven and she was waiting for them. She was basically driving the spaceship. Because, be uh, of course, it's the 70s, so spaceships are involved. Right? Yeah. This is the state, you know, this is really the time of, of UFOs and satanic panic and everything else going on. And, and so you have a lot of that in this, too. Lots of basically they are they are aliens and they are just waiting to be beamed up into into heaven. You know, the, the heaven's gate. That's why they eventually and uh, inevitably get called that. So anyway, uh, Nettles is into theosophy, <laughs> gets Marshall. <laughs> Uh, Herf into the I know I'm zooming in. <laughs> Herf gets into this, um, and, and he truly believes he is the second coming of Christ, as they all do, right? Oh, that's not a theme at all, right? But the thing is, and the interesting thing here about Herf and Bonnie is they, you know, they forego all their human things. They both leave their families. You know, uh, Bonnie has four kids. See ya. Although allegedly, um, allegedly she was in contact with one of her daughters and was writing her daughter notes and would sign them as mom and whatnot. When like other parishioners were told, no, don't do this. You, you know, you, they, they, as we'll talk about, boy, I'm just all over the place. But as I'll talk about soon, they give up their human names too. They give up everything. Oh, that's they not become, a theme either. But they give it, but they don't give it. The thing is, they don't give it to Herf and uh, Nettles. They just give it up to whomever. Oh, family members. We're talking, uh, and there were some. This is, you know, when they start really get when they really start get going. This is in California in the seventies. Like this is, they're getting affluent people into their into their membership, and these people are just giving up everything. Some guy who had four houses, he gave up. Like. These and they did not give them to Nettles or Herf. This was not like Herf accumulating this wealth and being this huge mega rich guy. No, he lived there right with them. This was not a do as I say or do as I say, not as I do kind of a situation whatsoever, which is also really fascinating. They lived this very austere life together. Um, so they give up everything and they start traveling around the country. They, at first they're like stealing cars and like dining and ditching because like they feel like since they're aliens that these rules don't you know human rules don't apply to them they, they kind of change tact uh once hearth is arrested and thrown in jail for six months for stealing a rental car oh no yeah so once that happens they kind of uh they curb back on on that that lifestyle and they kind of they never really run in with the law from that point on as as members of the cult or anything like that like there's no real like animosity with anybody because they're just living they're living very meager austere lives um and it's kind of what they do so yeah they're traveling around the the the, the west uh trying to recruit members really slow going at first because most people thought they were you know genuinely off the rockers you know talking about how they would be assassinated and and whatnot and joining the cult was also very difficult because they were very blase about who they would let join like they they it was really interesting um you had to really want it there was a questionnaire and i i should have saved it and i didn't because i was it was on one of the things i was listening to when they were talking about this questionnaire 
things like, do, you know, do you uh, follow rules without adding your own interpretation? I know was one of them. Um, do you use things in excess? I don't know. I would, I'd fail. I couldn't be in. Because <laughs> just very weird questions, but eventually they do get a they do get a following. They have at one point, um, as they kind of ramp it up over the the course of a few years, there, um, they have almost two hundred members at one point. Um, and again, these people are willing to give up everything. And I know, like for us listening, we might be like, "Why? How does that make any sense?" But if you think about it. Like, especially now in like late stage capital, late stage capitalism, could you imagine just being able to kind of give all of this up? Like I could give up student loans and, and like just everything and just be like, no, nah, you know what? I'm done. And that's honestly, th that's appealing. And I think for a lot of people that would be appealing to, you know, like whatever you might be dealing with internally that maybe you haven't discussed openly you never have to now, mm -hmm. you know, you can join this group and just be. And even though like they, they keep getting everything wrong with, with the doomsday, cause they, you know, they had events of course tied to the eruption of Mount St. Helens about getting beamed up that never happened. And it, I'm not even using beamed up as like a euphemism to make fun of them. They were actually, um, uh, Herf was wildly influenced by Star Trek. The original series which was 66 to 69 so this is all in like he <laughs> they were allowed they weren't allowed to watch anything but they could watch star wars and star trek those two things and i'm not joking sounds and you like figure, my life right but you figure by the time they commit suicide in 97 you have a lot of you have a big catalog of things that you can watch you have the original star trek series you have most of the movies, the most of the Star Trek movies, mm -hmm. I think all of the original Star Trek movies ended, what was it, six? I can't remember now. I know when it came out in like 02. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> but that was next generation. Yeah, the original Star Trek movies were done by then. So you have the original Star Trek movies that are done. You have the next generation, which is done in its entirety. You have the first three Star Wars. So like, but yeah, they were, he was big into it um, and was very, very, very influenced by the workings of Gene Roddenberry. So take that how you will. But yeah, like just imagine being able to give up everything and to live a life of, of they were almost like monks. They, they, it was really almost like a monastery. That's what a lot of people kind of thought of them as were monks. Um, they all had the same haircut which was like a bowl cut, not attractive in the least. And that was intentional, right? To kind of help quell any potential sexual feelings, any kind of amorous feelings uh, inside. And they all wore very drab clothing. Um, that was also a feature of, of the cult. So really, like, people might, might think like, you know, oh, I can't imagine leaving all of this, but Honestly, for some people, it's appealing. It would be appealing to leave it all. Yeah, and, and I think you made a good point, just like people leave it all for like the church to be nuns or monks or. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, understand. In, yeah. In the same way that nuns give up, you know, 
well, certain, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's variations in, in, in the way nuns work, but yeah, they, they give up a life, you know, they live a life of, oh, what do they call it? Oh, I can't remember now, not austerity, but something to that effect. Um, but yeah, in a very, very similar vein. And it should be noted again, this is not a cult of abuse. This is not a cult of manipulation from as far as we can tell from most reports there's no gaslighting involved in this. There's no manipulation. There's no abuse, mental, physical, otherwise. People can come and go as they please. There was one member who left after being in the call for 15 years and like Herf gave him money for bus fare back to where he was going and thanked him. Like it wasn't a, there was no animosity from what I can tell. There was no real reports of like people being treated badly or, or anything. It was very just, yeah, well, this is what we're doing. There was no ulterior motive of of Herf or or Nettles trying to better themselves at the um, expense of others. It really wasn't like that. So in a way, like to me, that seems even more appealing <laughs> when you think about it. Because yes, you're giving up everything, every worldly possession, but you're gaining. This, this interesting family dynamic where you're all kind of in it together. And even though there's no sexual tension, because like they made sure they like, uh, they would switch out partners, even like you'd have a partner like to be a friend with, but they would switch them out too. They would always put people that they thought were the least compatible with each other to kind of make sure that nothing really ever could develop like that. So you really, you really have a place where it's, probably best case scenario for a cult if you're going to be in a cult this is probably best case scenario you, you know you're somewhere where um everything is fine and and people aren't necessarily um trying to take advantage of you um some of the members had jobs throughout their time depending on how you know their cash flow was they could move into a city and maybe some members would they would just work you know minimum wage jobs stuff like that until they moved on to the next place um, they needed just so a lot enough. of that was going on. Yeah, just enough, just to be able, you know. And they their their diet was really bizarre too. Um, like I, I didn't, I should have written it down too because it was really funny. But yeah, they they gave up everything and that was their life and they were fine with it and could they were they, happy. Could they have Hellman mayonnaise? Probably not. I don't think they could. Um, no, they all, they eat really bizarre things, not like inedible stuff. Let me see if I can find it. Cause it honestly, it's really interesting. For those who didn't understand my joke, that means you did not watch the Blackburn cult, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is absolutely fascinating. And you should go watch that one. They should, they really should. Um, they did the master cleanse. That's right. That was one part too. They did the, they would do the master cleanse. You know, the, the lemonade, cayenne pepper, maple syrup. Mm-hmm. They would do that. Um, uh, see, I was trying to find their actual diet and I don't see it on that website. Of course not. Heaven's Gate might eat better than you. Huh? <laughs> Is this the one that has it? So sorry. Um, That's okay. 
it can't be worse than my diet right now. Well, they didn't drink. They did, yeah, they didn't drink salad. Okay, here we go. Salad. So like, or I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> soda. I meant to say soda, and I was looking at I was looking at what they actually did eat. I'm sorry, no soda or pop, as I would call it. Um, so like a typical breakfast might be cereal with raisins, like a hot cereal, like oatmeal. Uh, midday, uh, like a salad, mashed potatoes, corn, mm. uh, iced tea. They, they love their iced tea. Uh, in the evening, they might have like a meat sandwich. So <laughs> really weird diet. And then of course they would do the master cleanse because they thought that would help give them closer. Um, cause like I said, before, before Nettles died, it really was kind of hinged on, it's going to be an event. Like, we're going to go at this event. And after Nettles dies, obviously, that kind of shakes everything because it's like, well, shit, you were not only wrong, you were very wrong. And Nettles is now dead. Um, which she died of uh, melanoma uh, to the liver. Aww. Is what she died of. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da -da -da -da. Yeah. So. You know, he, he has his views on physical ascension, um, which is what they were kind of doing before Nettles died, was the physical ascension. You know, it'll be like an, uh, uh, an apocalyptical event, i.e. Mount St. Helens blowing up. They thought, oh, that's it. Wasn't. Um, but in the early 90s is when they kind of changed, they started changing the, the, the theory more to, uh, A, they started publicizing their theology on their website. Their website's still live. By the way, you can still go to the Heaven's Gate website. Um, yeah, the Central Belief Group. It? What's that? Who's maintaining, Who's maintaining it? it? Is a great question. I don't know. I kind of want to dig into that my, myself a little bit. Um, but yeah, the Central Belief of the Group was that followers could transform themselves into immortal extraterrestrial beings by rejecting human nature, uh, and they would ascend to heaven, referred to as the next level or the evolutionary level above human. Of course, like I said, the Nettles death um, kind of challenged that view because they originally believed they would ascend to heaven while alive aboard an, a UFO. Uh, later came to believe that the body was merely a container or a vehicle uh, for the soul and that their conscious consciousness would be transferred to the next level bodies upon death. So that's kind of when they started changing the thing. So back to what they give up, because this is really interesting. They give up everything. That means their names. So their naming system is, I've heard it reported as the first three con consonants in your name, followed by O-D-Y. Or I've heard some people say it is random. The first three letters are random. Tylody. Tylody. Yeah, you'd be Tylody. Jerdody. I'd be Jerdody. <laughs> but that's what they did. Everything was Everything ended in O-D-Y. Except for Herf. I don't know about Herf. I don't know if, because uh, I never really heard anyone talk about Herf and his name in that way. Like, Herdody. Herdody. Herodi. Herodi? Herodi. No, it would be Hurt because it's the first three consonants. H-R-R. Oh, two R's. Oh, never one. Mind. I'm sorry. H-R-F. Herfody. 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 So, yeah, that was their naming system. They basically, but like, again, like I said, I've heard it both ways where they could pick the first three letters or it was the first three consonants so yeah 
you, Pilote, that's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Better than Jerdoti. Jerdoti. Yeah. So, and that's what they went by. Go with the comments and tell us your cult name. Yes, tell us your comments in the name. It com- tell us your comments <laughs> in the name. Okay, it's time for me to give this up. A <laughs> grief. You can tell I've been talking too long in my head. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So they give up their worldly possessions. There were reports that after like the Branch Davidians, Kerfuffle and Waco, there was one report that said that Herf actually looked into potentially weaponizing Heaven's Gate, which thankfully never happened because members pointed out rather correctly, uh, what if we don't die? <laughs> from going into some kind of a mass mass shooting situation. Because, of course, as we know, not all Branch Davidians died. Mm-hmm. Branch Davidians still exist. They're still alive and well, even without David Koresh. Mm-hmm. So, like, very much so something that could have happened here with... Um, this was before the, the suicide pact, of course. Um, but, yeah, so thankfully they didn't get into guns. But they kind of... like. As I was saying earlier, they were up to about 200 members at one point. And then Nettles and Herf decided, we're done. We don't need any more members. And slowly and surely, they, it, kept, it kept scaling back and scaling back and scaling back until they were down around 50, uh, which they were fine with. Because like according to them, like that's good. We're weeding out anyone who's not strong enough to be doing this or, you know, weak links. Um so really, like, this was not a cult where numbers were a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. they wanted a small group. This wasn't supposed to be a, a huge group of people. It really is fascinating when you when you compare it to other cults in that way. Like, again, just the treatment of the members and, like, the things that the leaders did. And they don't gaslight you into staying if you want to go. Right. Like, and I think that's so very, it, it, it is, it has to be unique amongst, amongst cults where like, there's no real pressure to, to stay or not. And not even like that fake pre- where it's like, oh, there's no pressure, but there's really pressure. Like n- from all reports that I had seen, like there's no, I, I think there was some early on, like very early on, there was a, a member whose name was um, Joanne Culpepper. I want to say was her name. I like that last name. Culpepper. Mm-hmm. But I guess she took umbrage with their discipline tactics. Like, and I guess that was just in, in, in regards to eschewing everything in their lives and, and not being able to touch each other, uh, you know, no contact, no hugging. No, <laughs> obviously, because hugging is going to lead to wanting to touch. That's a so, sad life. That is, that is like, I think that would be probably the, the toughest part is not being able to touch someone mm-hmm. else. And, you know, like for me, yeah, that would probably be a deal breaker because I'm a very touchy person. <laughs> and to not have that, I think would, would suck verily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but and, and they didn't they kicked her out, but they didn't kick her out in a mean way. They just kind of said, eh, you know what? Uh, we don't need you. You're, you're good. And I guess she they left her, like, they stranded her in Arizona or something. And she actually went on um, 
to start um, a halfway house for former members of uh, two cults. I forgot the other cult that she started a halfway house for, but she started a halfway house for those who were leaving uh, Heaven's Gate um, so that they could kind of get back on their feet. Which, speaking of the name, Heaven's Gate, they weren't initially Heaven's Gate. Um, they started off as the human individual metamorphosis. Uh-huh. And once they kind of got into their slimline, smaller group uh, in the 80s, that's kind of when they started going by Total Overcomers Anonymous. Yeah. Which you can see why Heaven's Gate has such a nice ring to it now. It's like, well, that's, you know, honestly, for a name, Heaven's Gate, that's pretty good. So, yeah. Um, Anonymous. Basically, what's that? I just like that it ended it anonymous. Anonymous. I mean, I guess it was. They weren't quite, you know, well known. I guess at that point, because there there wasn't a lot of. I don't think they were. Like, I don't think they were really well known until the end. Right. I mean, honestly, people had kind of forgotten about them because they were big in the seventies, mm-hmm. and then once Nettles dies, like. In the in mid eighties, it's like well, you don't really hear much on them, but they're just living their life, doing their thing, mm-hmm. just kind of living that life every day. And of course, like I said, over time they did more things. Like they got the castrations because uh, Herf was Herf was struggling with his uh, wet dreams, and towards another uh, male member. Ooh, was that male was member dead. struggling too? I don't know. Didn't say. But so that's one reason why he had the um, castration done. How did but they it's, it's, did they go to a doctor to do it or did they do you it? Know, on it's them? funny you mentioned that uh, because there was a nurse amongst the ranks who did the first one. Uh, did, uh, I forget the guy's name um, that they did the castration on. Uh, it was successful, but it got infected. Mm. He had to go to an actual hospital to get that uh, fixed. And I guess they threw the evidence into the ocean to <laughs> obfuscate any potential. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So somewhere um, in the ocean are two balls. Some human horn for the. Yeah. <laughs> this animal's like, what is this? So for their castration, they just, they like neutered themselves or did they remove the member as well? Just uh, balls as far as I know. Okay. Basically, yeah, becoming eunuchs. They, they didn't get rid of the penis. So, yeah. Um, I always wondered how that works when they do get rid of the wiener. I guess you would just pee through a tube or pee out whatever the orifice that's left. I mean, I guess they have to give you some kind of a, they have to form some kind of a uh, sanitizable hole. I don't know. I'm going to research this. You should. You really should. I know that uh, when it, well, when it happened to John Wayne Bobbitt, who let's be honest, he had it coming. Uh, the way he treated Lorena. Uh, but they were able to successfully sew it back on. Which is sad. Which is sad. Um, 
I thought I heard somewhere that he actually got enlargement too afterwards, but I don't know if that's true or not. It doesn't matter because he's a piece of shit. I'm pretty um, sure he did. I think I remember a podcast, but it may just okay. be that he said that he did. I'm not sure. Could be. But yeah, you want to talk about someone who was treated unfairly in the 1990s along with Monica Lewinsky, uh, Lorena Bobbitt. Definitely high on that list. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. So, yeah, uh, they're kind of rudderless in the 90s, right? Not a lot going on. Um, at this point, you know, 97, I want to say Herf is like 66 or something at this point. I don't know if he was the oldest member. Um, I'm sure there, there might be somewhere a list of all the members who committed suit. I'm, I know there is. I know there is because I've heard a list of their names. Um, I didn't pay attention to see their ages. Um, a lot of them are pretty young, though. Yeah, uh, you, it's morbid. But online, uh, before they did this, they all made videos mm-hmm. kind of. You know, you wouldn't know what these videos were because they didn't say like, hey, we're going to die tomorrow. But they just made these videos for the website of just, you know, like talking for five minutes, whether by themselves or in the pair or whatever. Just kind of like a last thoughts kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can still watch them. They're up on YouTube. So if that's something you want to seek out, go right ahead and do it, uh, I say. But it's kind of weird to watch. But yeah, they were young. There were a lot of young people in this group. Um. Some members who had been there from the very beginning, you know, and others who probably, I don't know when the latest one joined, uh, had joined, but yeah. So finally, uh, in 96, they learned of the approaching comet Hale-Bopp, H-A-L-E-B-O-P-P. Uh, uh, which I'm naming my next child. Hale-Bopp. I actually had a friend. I have a friend. I shouldn't say had. I have a friend whose maiden name is, is Bop. Last name is Bob. Why would you change it? I know, right? Uh, she hyphenates it. Okay. Keep it in there. But yeah, so hail Bob. She should and have married someone with What's the that? last. She should have na- married someone with the last name Beep. Beep, Beep Bob, mm-hmm. or Bebop. Bebop. No, she married someone with the last name Bell, so it's Bell Bob. Oh, okay, that's cute too. <laughs> or Bob Bell. Yeah, Bob Bell. I should say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, once they learn about um, Hail Bop, they're like, whoa, this is it. This is our last chance to leave. So that's kind of what sets everything in motion. And honestly, I had completely forgotten about the Hail Bop comment because, you know, growing up in the 80s, like I did, everyone was talking about Haley's comment, which would which was 1986. I want to say 86, 87. I was too young to remember it. But then like in the mid nineties, here comes another comet. It's like, Oh, cool. I can see this comet. Like this is going to be for me. Uh, not for me personally, but obviously this comet was marred a little bit by uh, heaven's gate. But uh, apparently there was talk in the community of like in the UFO community that someone had on the back of the comet, they could see a UFO following behind and I know, take it for what it's worth, uh, with a grain of salt, a huge grain of salt. But it was Miss Peppercorn. It was, 
It was actually, uh, no, it's the bus lady. What's her name? Miss oh, Frizzle. Miss Frizzle. It's the magic school bus. But yeah, there was news that, and not like in, in not in actual like mainstream news. This was, you know, in, in your fringe, that there someone saw a comment on the back of it or a, a, a UFO on the back of it, and they were convinced. Neff or Herf was convinced that that, of course, was Bonnie. That was Nettles coming back for them. So that's when they kind of put the plan into place that they were going to do this. Excuse me, that they were going to do a mass suicide. Um. So they that's around the time they ran. Uh, they rented that big uh, mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, and they kind of got all their stuff laid out that they wanted to wear. As you mentioned, they went to the store and all bought the cheapest Nikes, uh, which were their uh, black Nikes. Which is funny uh, that they're the cheapest ones because after Heaven's Gate, they became like super expensive and everyone wanted them. Right. Like I, I heard that they were like $10 a pair for these Nikes back then. Of course, this was the late 90s. So or mid to late 90s, 96, I guess would be mid. Um, so yeah, the, the, we're still talking shoe prices being somewhat reasonable, especially for a cheap pair of Nikes back then. Yeah. You know, they're called like Nike tens or something like that. I can't remember uh, specifically, but they had that, they had their, uh, the clothes that they wanted to wear drab, you know, they weren't going out in anything, um, uh, interesting, but they decided the plan was going to be that they would go out in waves and, they were going to do it by taking uh, phenobarbital and hydrocodone, and they would mix it in either pudding, applesauce, or vodka. So I guess, oh, by the way, they couldn't, I should have mentioned this before and I forgot to, they couldn't drink. There was no drinking in this group also. So vodka, you know, I guess to, at the end here, well, if that's how you want to go out, you know, to certainly aid in, in the uh, process, because you figure taking phenobarbital and hydrocodone, and then vodka you're probably not going to feel much um reports vary on who went when but the idea plan the ideal plan was that the first group would go the second group would then come in and clean up their friends make sure that you know they would um i, I almost forgot to mention they would they would take this concoction and then they would lie down in the bed and put a plastic bag over their head, essentially asphyxiating themselves. Um, so the, the next wave would come in and clean them up, make sure that the bags were off their heads, put a cloth over them, you know, to make it as respectful as possible, I guess, in this mass suicide situation, take that however you want. Um, and then the second group would do it. And then the third group would come in and help them. And then the third group would, but I guess like two people out of the third group would remain at the very end. And then they would try to go and clean up the third group. And then I think one person was found with a bag on their head at the end. Cause like just logistically, it wasn't going to work out any other way. Mm -hmm. There wasn't any kind of like outside member that could come in. Cause they were all, they all were convinced, like they were convinced of this, that they were going up on the spaceship, that spaceship following the comet was going into heaven and the heaven's gate was going to close afterwards. So like, this was it, this was their chance to get out uh, and go to their next level, basically in their celestial bodies. 
We no longer needed these human vehicles. Um, so that was kind of the thinking. Um, they were all willing to commit suicide. This was not like something where they had to be talked into it. Everyone was willing to do it. Well, they even um, gave them an out if they didn't want to do it. Yeah. But as far as, yeah, all members did. So. Yeah, they were willing, um, if I remember correctly, they were willing to bust them back to their families if they didn't want to do it. And uh, yeah, it, it, most of them wanted it, to do it. Yeah. As far as we know, every every member that was there did uh, wanted to do it. There was no uh, cold feet. They all, um, so the day before, they all, well, not just on the day before, but they, of course, they record those videos. Um, and then for the last meal, they all go to a Marie Callender's, which for those who don't know, that used to be a restaurant chain. I think it still is on like the West Coast. It might be still on the West Coast only, but like, yeah, it used to be a, <laughs> a restaurant chain, not just something you buy in the store in the frozen food TV dinner section. Um, and they all ordered the same thing. Um, a roast turkey dinner with, um, I think it was mashed potatoes. Why can't I remember their last meal? Oh my goodness. I just had it in my head. I would have gotten <laughs> a chicken pot pie. That's what it was. It was a turkey pot pie. Thank you. Oh, it was a pot pie? It was a turkey pot pie. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. No, okay. That's not, that wasn't their last meal. Here we go. San Diego Reader. Where I'm from. Iced tea, turkey pot pie, salad, of course, got a salad, and blueberry cheesecake for dessert. They all ordered the same thing, turkey pot pie and um, uh, blueberry cheesecake for dessert. That makes it easy on the kitchen staff. Or really difficult to make all those pot pies. <laughs> easy, but also difficult, I think. Probably, did. I bet they didn't call ahead either. And they figured there was 39 of them, so. Did they die in a dash? <laughs> no, I don't believe they did. I think they'd be very hard with a group that large. <laughs> so, I wonder how they tipped, but. Probably everything they had left. Thank you for reminding me that when they died, they also had on their persons $5.75 in exact bills. Everyone had the same, like, denominations, I should say. So I don't remember how they split it up, but like everyone had $5.75 on them. Why? That's their ticket price to heaven? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> unknown. No one, as far as I know, it's not known why they did that. I don't think that their reasoning was ever, I didn't come across their reasoning unless I just missed it. But Maybe yeah, they had $5. I'll, I'll keep that in my wallet from now on, just in case I die. If I fly five dollars and seventy-five cents on your person, I'm gonna be I'm gonna start crying. So don't you do that. Don't you dare. <laughs> Not killing myself, but in case I die. I know, I know. Um but yeah, so they, they that was their last meal. They went home. And there are conspiracies that say that Herf was last and he killed the other members. There's also people who say that he was in the middle group. Some people say he was the last one to die. You know, it's, it's unknown. We don't have an exact number of who did what when. 
We just know how they plan to go about it. So it's it's unknown. I mean, judging by everything else known about Herf, I don't think he had the mental capacity to do something that 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 vicious. It doesn't sound like him. I could see him going in the middle or going first just to be like, hey, this is how we do it. Um... Exactly. I could see that, too. I could really see that, like him being in the middle group or something, not necessarily mm-hmm. being the last one. Um, people have said that there was blood found by some of the bodies and urine. And they 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 want to like say like well maybe there was foul play involved and I you know who knows I don't think so maybe who knows if someone had second thoughts but at what point can you do anything about it you, you or, know or or if they were asphyxiating and, on the medication and like throwing up blood because that would happen with what they were right doing. and and depending on how long it was between the time they took the medication to the time they got into the, I, like, I, I want to say they got into the bed right away, but I don't know when they put the plastic bags on their head. So you figure if you're on a, a, a cocktail of phenobarbital, hydrocodone and vodka, for example, mm-hmm. the likelihood of you pissing yourself is pretty high. Actually, like, de- death in general, you kind of release all your fluids and. Well, yeah, you do. Exactly. You do release your fluids and you figure even if you're not dead yet, like, hydrocodone if you're on enough hydrocodone to kill yourself like you you lose control of your faculties anyway yeah you're not in control of of what's going on so you know who's to say the how that all went down specifically We, we, we will never know we just know that they committed suicide and then that's of course when the whole world found out because they had sent a letter to I don't know if it was a former member. I've heard this person called a former member. I've heard this person called like a side member. I, I don't know. Does it matter? I don't I don't know if it matters. But they basically wrote a letter kind of like detailing the outline of what was happening, where they were going. Mm-hmm. And that's when, of course, we had the whole media storm over all of this. And the entire world was uh, stunned <laughs> to hear about this. Um, to date, it's the, it's the biggest... Um, mass suicide in the states that oh in the states yes in the yes. states yes yeah because south america Jim i was about Jones, to say i was uh, that's one that i definitely want to do <laughs> yeah because i think that was 908 people who took the cyanide flavored uh, uh cyanide poisoned flavor aid not flavor aid it was flavor aid which was the anyone who grew up in the 80s and 90s knows the Flavor Aid was the cheap knockoff to Kool Aid. Uh, part of my youth, good old Flavor Aid. I don't think Flavor Aid's still around. I don't know. I've, I, honestly, I've never even looked, but I'm kind of curious now. I have to know if Walmart Flavor Aid still exists. It. Probably like whatever the Walmart brand is. Yeah, Flavor Aid. Is it? No, I don't think it's still around. Or wait, is it? I maybe. Yeah. I got no. all cozy over here. You are really cozy. I like it. Well, Flavor Aid was, so it's no longer in business. Mm. Doesn't say when they went out of business. Yeah, but they weren't very willing either. So. <laughs> that was, yeah, I mean, Jim Jones was like a very Oof. different story. Yeah. Uh, completely. Jim Jones is nothing like um, 
No, it's saying you can still buy flavor it on Amazon. I don't know. You know, it, it, apparently it still exists. Apparently it's still around. Cool. Good to know. We but yes, make some while we talk about that one. We should have. It, it was it was grape. Grape flavor. Grape is my fla uh, favorite flavor. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's that's Heaven's Gate. And interestingly enough, interestingly enough, after the mass suicide, and of course we had the whole media circus and they were made fun of on just about everything because I mean to outsiders, their story is so wackadoodle. Wild. I mean, honestly, I hope they found what they were looking for in the afterlife. I hope they're on a Here's spaceship. Hoping. I hope they are. You know, how long genuinely. did it take them to find their bodies? I want to say it was a few days because um, uh, the first wave had just started. And just um, the first wave of people's bodies had just kind of started the first stages of decomposition. So I don't think it was. I, I think it was just how long it took a letter to get to the sky. And didn't they put on like the air conditioning or something so that they wouldn't. Maybe that was a different one. I think that's a different one. I never heard anything about that. I think it was a different murder <laughs> it it could have but it could have been and, and they this was march 19th slash march 20th by the way 1997 if i didn't say that i i don't know if i said that or not and i should have i was um seven almost eight well not almost i was turning eight that year okay oh here you go so march 19th and 20th is when it happened i'm not telling you how old i was because <laughs> it was an age um san diego sheriff uh san diego county sheriff's department received an anonymous tip through 911 system at 315 on march 26th suggesting they check on the welfare of the residents so um oh it doesn't say anything about the air conditioning being on but just that when uh the first deputy who responded Saw 10 bodies was nearly overcome by a pungent odor. Yeah. So I I kind of remember. So I remember being talked to about this and it being on the news because I'm from San Diego. So I was living right. there. And everyone was talking about it, of course. And I'm sure that was all over the country, but especially <laughs> in San Diego. But um, I remember everyone being like, this is why Satanism is so bad and blah 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 they just masked it as this other thing and it's really just satanism right it, it, well yeah that's true because i mean this was a, a form of new age you know theosophy and all this other stuff that's kind of going on we're, we're mixing the book of revelations with mm -hmm. ufos it's like um by the way, I just noticed um, two of the former members, to go back to a question you asked earlier, Mark and Sarah King of Phoenix, Arizona, operating as the Tela Foundation, are believed to maintain the group's website. Okay. So, let's see, when was that? So, like, someone has to be paying for the website to stay up. <laughs> yeah, this was, at the, this was from the, the Mirror, though, in the UK. This is the source. I can't remember if it's the mirror or the daily mirror that's kind of like considered a not great source. But anyway, yeah, apparently they're the ones, they're allegedly the ones who are maintaining um, 
maintaining the website still. And it's not known that it's, there's, it's possible that um, the group is still active in some fashion. Uh, Cause it's, it says as of 2017, there's been no evident growth after the mass suicide, the group fell into obscurity, relying mainly on their website for recruitment. This okay. is from a Rolling, Rolling Stone article. I'll read the full story. I've just subscribed. You know, <laughs> it's one thing about research I hate. Everything's behind yeah. a web, uh, everything's behind a pay site. But anyway, yeah. So Heaven's Gate could still be around in some form. New leaders. It's hard to say. Just watch out for those comments. Watch out for the comments and the comments and the comments. <laughs> Yeah. So, would you join Heaven's Gate? At the time, you know, there's been there's been points in my life where I could very much see myself doing something like that. I Absolutely. Think so too. In high school, like when this mm -hmm. all was happening, if you would have asked Jordan back then, I mean, I was already in a cult, so you know, <laughs> that so was I mean, about the time. Was that was about the time that my mom joined. I was six. Mm -hmm. So we'd been in it for about a year. So, yeah. And you know, what's interesting too, I almost completely forgot to add this. Um, after the fact, after the mass suicide, former members, at least three former members committed suicide, not because they were distraught over what happened, but because they wanted to catch up. Oh, so there were actually members who, yeah, who killed themselves after the fact in order to try to catch up. So. Like they regretted not being there. Exactly. They regretted leaving and not. And there there was, you know, there's always reports of like members who would leave and then come back and then leave mm -hmm. and then come back. Um, because they were, they were torn. You know, they'd go back to their lives and be like, I don't know, kind of like how probably when I came back to Ohio, it was just like, oh. And so I. <laughs> Hopped into my car. Are you going to tell the story? Hopped into my car and drove to Minnesota. So Jordan flies out here for a week and then flies back on a Wednesday, right? Yeah, I got Wednesday. in. I uh, got in basically Thursday morning, early Thursday morning, and then Saturday jumps back in their car and drives back here. Got here Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I left Saturday at like 7 p.m. or something like that. And then left the next Saturday. Yeah. I wanted to stay, but something I had to go. Turns out it was a good reason I did. It was a good reason I or a good thing I did. I'm glad you did because you could have died. Right. So for that reason alone, I'm I'm like, okay, I can live with it. But yeah, I, so I, I see it. I, I understand it. I can empathize. And I think this cult more than any other cult, like thus far, like I could really see like wanting to actively be in this cult and not because I was being brainwashed. You know, and I think that's one of the things a lot of members said too, like in their exit videos was like, you know, people think we're being brainwashed, but we're not. We love it here. And they did. They actively wanted to be there. 
they could have left at any time. I want my friend who was in a cult to come on here and talk about it because it was fascinating and it did not start out religious, Mm -hmm. but then became religious. But it was very fascinating and I could have seen myself getting into that cult. So um, just the way that they did things with like giving up your possessions, living in a community and growing food together and going dumpster diving together for food. Right. Like doing like, a lot of, and they would get good food too. Like it, it, they would go to like Whole Foods and like get giant cheese wheels that they threw away. Like <laughs> perfectly fine, but something was wrong with it. So they can't sell it. Well, you know how we got the Dawes Act back in the late 1800s, which is what kind of effectively split up a lot of the Indian territories, Native American territories, was because Senator Dawes went to a reservation and saw how everyone was living and doing really well no one there was no one on the reservation who was left wanting for food or for anything else they were happy he actually got there and was like whoa 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 what's going on here everyone no there's no man left wanting this is socialism i hate it god that he he I can't remember his exact quote. I don't have the book on me. I wish I had the book on me, and I don't. And I'm so angry. Oh, wait a minute, I can find the quote. I know I can. I have it on my on my Kindle Cloud. I'm reading a. This is for uh, the class I'm in, for my uh, my grad class. That we read this most recent page. Read. No, thank you. Search for it. I can find it. I took that class years ago. Well, well, well. No, not social. Socialism. Come on. Why are you doing this to me? I love that your Christmas tree is still up, too. I will leave it up all year. I love it. I love the lights. I think I might leave mine up all year, too. I'm sure, but you should put lights. Yours doesn't have lights on it, does it? No, it's just super gay. <laughs> it is. I like it. Oh, I should have taken your picture by it. Well, when I come in March. Oh yeah, it'll probably still be there. Yeah. I well, it's not going to find it because the cloud reader. Oh wait, there I found it. Yeah, when Senator Henry Dawes visited the Cherokee Nation in Oklahoma decades after their removal, he found them to be thriving. This surprised him. They had a school, hospital, and bicameral system of governance. Mm -hmm. Nobody did without. According to Dawes, this was socialism. There he was, he said, no incentive to make your home better than that of your neighbor. There is no selfishness, which is at the bottom of civilization. This propensity for collective ownership confounded settlers i.e. white folk, who understood the buying and selling of land as the basis of wealth and civilization. The Dawes Act was their solution. It broke up reservations and divided Indian country. So it divided into allotments, and it just further fucked everything up past that. But yeah, so to go back to like your thing, where like I think that's the dream for so much of us, to live like a hunter-gatherer type of lifestyle where no one is left wanting. Um, and there's evidence too, like that hunter gatherer systems, they did not live 
because of like they didn't have a model of scarcity built in where they were constantly having to hunt and gather to survive they had stocks they had leisure time they it wasn't always work 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 and they would celebrate together the wins they would mourn together the losses it was very much a togetherness that i feel we're missing in society but we all seem to crave at the same time exactly i mean i yeah and that's why i think cults like this you know make I don't want to say makes sense, but like I see the appeal mm-hmm. because like to think of being able to have that. And since you're giving up all worldly possessions and who you are and you don't have a mailing address, who's going to, you know, who's going to come after you for your student loans? Go right ahead. Knock your socks off. I don't exist anymore. You know, kind of a thing. You're not trying to like, you're not running away and, you know, uh, making a new identity as Joe Schmo. And, you know, trying to rebuild your life that way, you're, you're going completely off the grid and just, that's that. That's appealing. I think that's appealing to a lot of people. Yep. I Especially in late-day capitalism, late stage. Oh, it's so bad right now. Like, mm-hmm. just... It is so bad. Having, like, that most of the people, or most of the money just be right at the top and you cannot possibly um, be able to catch up to them like that's just without taking from the bottom yep and making them even poorer that's how the people at the top are getting richer and it's just it's really sad and it's for me it was really eye-opening to think like when i was reading that in the book to think that you know when i whenever i think of socialism in that regards of like the socialism scare i always think of you know mccarthyism 1950s you know the revolution in the 20s this was in the late 1800s. This is like 20 years after the civil war and you have people worried about socialism then. And it's just weird to think of socialism back before we had electricity being the bane of. And his reasoning for socialism too. It's just so ridiculous. Like, no, you want to be better than your neighbor. Of course you do. Like that's the entire point. Like it should be a competition. When you have that ingrained into every aspect of your life, like, no wonder. <laughs> mm-hmm. No wonder we are where we are and why a cult like Heaven's Gate would probably do really well today. Yep. And I think that's part of why there's, like, property taxes and stuff like that, even in land that isn't really part of a, like, town. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, you're going to have to pay something to be there. So you can't just live off the land in general. Right. And then there's laws of what you can even do on your own land as far as hunting and gathering. So like in my town, I can't have more than 20% of my yard or 10% be um, producing edible foods. Wow. 10%. It's like 10 or 20%. That's not a lot when you consider how your, how the size of your yard. Yeah. So my yard, I could grow quite a bit, but other people like have tiny yards and they wouldn't be able to they could have like one bed of like vegetables um and then you have to have grass which is really ridiculous because i wanted to put moss in or put in um i wanted to put in like native grass to the area Mm -hmm. but they said i couldn't because the grass has to be short and native grass here because i'm in the prairie is really long yes 
Uh, so they told me I couldn't. So then I made my yard a pollinator habitat so that I could grow whatever the fuck I want. Um, out here, I mow probably, I mean, we, we have, we have 75 acres. I mow probably three acres of that on a weekly basis. And the only reason why I do it is because it helps with field mouse population, mm -hmm. like in, in regards to how close they are to the house, but we always have a field that I don't touch. And around the pond, I leave that alone. So that's a natural habitat too. Mm -hmm. And it's nice because you got all the wildflowers and it's pretty. I mean, yeah, it attracts bugs and whatnot. But the the obsession with yards, it's just, I hate it. Yeah, it's just another showy thing of I'm better than my neighbor. Yeah. That's why my that's hedge is, is like 12 feet tall so no one can see my house. Yeah, I would love to have hedges. I, I like the thought of privacy. I just, I... I mean, I of course, a, I want a stone oh, wall, but that's expensive. That is expensive, especially because you got to source the stone from somewhere. And my yard is so big, like I'd have to, <laughs> I think it's like a quarter mile, my um, sidewalk. Oh, wow. Is it? Okay. I keep getting a call from this number and it's, and when I answer, it's like, this is a message from... Like, and they call several times a day. Hmm. Is that the number from earlier? The 855 number, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so my, I'll probably start a cult here soon. Can I be the first member? I'm going to be the first member. I mean, obviously. I, I meant to say the first recruit. We'll do a May Day festival. Oh, good. Great. Yeah. And people have to bring in some people. Hmm. I see where this is going and I don't like it. <laughs> Boris is going to be there. Oh, good. Great. We can wear Boris. <laughs> and... I'll join. I'm your first one for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'll put my, I'll make you a special drink in pie. Hmm. Is it a blueberry pie and there's going to be iced tea? Maybe a turkey pot pie? Uh, it'll have special ingredients. Yeah, special tea. I just watch you with the mortar and pestle. You don't remember from the movie? I do. That's what I was talking about, the mortar and the, the pestle and mortar. They, they made it, they made his drink in the, in front of him, remember? Not that drink. Oh. The one with the girl made his special tea and pie. Yeah, I thought she did I thought she did that one in the, in the with a pestle and mortar. When she put her blood in it. Oh that drink. <laughs> that drink. Oh that drink. You're talking about her, okay. Yes. Not the okay. not the hallucinogen. Oh, I thought we were on the hallucinogen. My bad. We we're talking about the love potion. Okay. The love potion. <laughs> yes, with the, the love meat pie. Yes. You will have some floss in there. So much I could say, but I won't, because it's the podcast and you know. <laughs> I'll use my armpit hair instead. Oh, perfect. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Or my mustache hair. Ooh. 
That'll be, that'll, yeah, that's, that's exotic. Exotic. Oh, well, I just finished my beer. Oh, good. I finished my Gatorade and I kind of got grossed out when I was going to open this. I'm like, oh, that actually doesn't sound very good to me right now. Which flavor was that again? Mimosa. I also have oh, the energy drink. Breezeberry. That's right, the breezeberry. You also have the protein shaker. Did you chug that already? I chugged that before we started. Okay, that's right. You did. Thanks, John. (laughs) (laughs) He sent me a whole box of protein drinks because I was out and I was hungry and I couldn't get out of bed because I was sick. So I didn't go to this, couldn't go to the store and get some. So he sent me some in Amazon. So, well, listeners, tell me how I did on this. How terrible was I? Let's all clap for Jordan. No. Uh, jeers, tomatoes, please. Tomatoes. You know how bad of a storyteller I am. <laughs> we should do so a we live get... one on TikTok. Ooh, that would be fun. That would be fun to do a live and, and tell a story. Yeah. We could even like retell a story on there. So, Or we could just record it. We could post the recording of it. I like the retelling. I, th- I like the thought of doing it live. Yeah. That sounds fun because then you would be interacting with the comments. And I think true. that would be a lot of fun to do that. True, true. Yeah. Even once the audience is bigger, doing a Facebook Live or uh, not Facebook, uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Y'all, we adore you and you're so cool. And Jordan probably has to pee because that's usually what happens by now. I never <laughs> tell. Uh, thank you for joining us staying through this mm-hmm. I'll try I'll try to put in uh, timer times for y'all that just want to uh, listen to the story and not us jimmer jabber mm-hmm. we'll see you next time on cocktails and colts <laughs> <laughs>